Do you truly think so little of me? Loki, I thought the world of you. I thought we were going to fight side by side forever, but at the end of the day, you're you and I'm me. And I know maybe there's still good in you, but let's be honest, our paths diverged a long time ago. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host, Kate Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Collins. Today, <laughs> are you exhausted? We haven't even started the episode yet. I just, I wish that from the start, I changed the intro so I didn't have to be so fake high energy. At the yeah, start of every like episode. every every episode, it's always like Gabe is super high energy for the intro. And it's super down. Yeah. Except it's for just... the random episodes where you're super hyper for like the whole time. Because I'm <laughs> And that gives me the opposite effect. Yeah, I agree. Well, here, here's what it is. I think that's exactly how the Weekly Planet starts. It's the same exact like verbal structure. Like every time I listen to that now, I'm like, I took that you without that. thinking. <laughs> like word for word almost. I just replace it with our names and the name of our podcast. But it's the exact same intro. And... I can't change it now. Yeah, it's we're, been like we're 80 episodes, yeah, but it's been like two years. I just want everyone to know that I am. We're a bunch of thieves. I'm setting them up for. I'm setting ourselves up for failure because that's not us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not our energy. We have to compensate for the energy post intro. Yeah, the game was rigged from the start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, fuck it, whatever. Anyway, that's that's the intro you get. I really hope this isn't your first episode. <laughs> yeah, if it is. Welcome. <laughs> this is a much better gauge of the energy of the show, I yeah. think. Yeah, and the general the general vibe the of the vibe, show. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, today we are talking about Thor Ragnarok because 2017 is the gift that just keeps on giving easily the peak of the MCU these three movies. Like it's just precipice and then Guardians, Spider-Man, Thor. It's all been downhill from here. Uh, It's been a little more bumpy from here, but there's been some major highs. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I was thinking about this and hopefully if everything goes well and I don't really have any reason to believe it won't. The next potential peak for the MCU, I'm hoping, would be Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, four, more Thor, like those three. I yeah. feel like that those are the next like three in a row where it's like I have complete confidence in all of those. <laughs> but before we get too deep into Thor Ragnarok, I want to make this statement by saying, if we're just talking about general MCU stuff, I think that Thor Ragnarok is the best. Uh, how do I explain it? In terms of the three trilogies we have, Captain America, Iron Man, and this, I think that this is the trilogy that you can watch without having to have any other context. Because I think you can watch Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2, but Iron Man 3 is so about the movie The Avengers. You can watch Captain America 1 and 2, but then Civil War is all about Age of Ultron. I think you can watch Thor 1, 2, and 3 and complete, it'd be completely fine. Like, there's some things with the Hulk or whatever, but I feel like you can just get it. Yeah. Without the Hulk, I feel like most of Thor's stuff is pretty self-contained, mostly because it's kind of hard to figure out how to get thor just as a character to relate to everything else that's happening on earth because right he's not really from there yeah and you know they spend like 10 minutes of this movie on earth not even yeah. probably but and it's not even that relevant i just we always talk about how these work as trilogies because i know there's some poor soul out there who watches them all as trilogies is very confused yeah. but i think this is the one where you could get by because ragnarok of i think 
I think Homecoming backwards, those are the ones I've seen a billion times. Ragnarok to now, I think I've only seen them maybe like two or three times. They're starting to get a little too recent to where like yeah, it's kind of hard right. to have seen them a million yeah. times because they haven't been right. out for like 10 years. I haven't seen them as many times. I've seen Far From Home a lot, actually, because <laughs> yeah, I've watched that a lot lately, ever since I got the Blu-ray. Yeah, I think this is only one, my but... second time seeing this. Yeah, this is the first MCU movie in a while I remember. I only saw once in the theater also because I would see them all tons of times with friends and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I just saw this like once opening weekend and then I don't know if I saw it until it was on home media like a bunch of months later. And I don't know why because I always think of this as one of the best movies in the MCU. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's great. I'm sure you do too, right? No, I hate it. Yeah. (laughs) I love... That's another great thing about these past three Marvel movies. It's like, I know that we're both gonna just love it and praise it for two hours, which I really enjoy. It's a a nice break from the DC show where we're usually trashing (laughs) on the movies. Right, yeah. (laughs) But exactly. No, I really enjoy just knowing that we're all... We're at the really good ones. It's just like positivity for these. And yeah, and I have... You know, I have my complaints about our own good shit. Uh, yeah, it's it's like nitpick stuff that like really does stuff. not matter. And there are some things that I, I think all the stuff I don't love as much as I, I don't not like it. I just find it interesting to bring up to be like, isn't this a choice? Oh <laughs> yeah, I definitely have like on my on the way walking over here. I already had something in mind that I want to talk about. Oh god, I can't wait to hear about yeah. it. Yeah, I it bothered also, me probably more than it should have because I now that. We're basically done with school. We're basically on our summer vacation right now, which means I have had way more prep time than usual. So I've seen this twice this week, and I watched all of Taika Waititi's other movies. <laughs> so I unfortunately I am, did not get to that. <laughs> that's okay, but I am braced, and I hope this summer I can try to do a lot more research on all of the movies we talk about. Because I really do love like watching all the movies the director made before we talk about it or something, just having a larger context. Uh and consensus, Tyke is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> His movies are great, and okay. he's great, and he's awesome, and he's fucking Tessa Thompson or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and he's in like a three, like a with Rita Ora yeah. also. Yeah, I don't understand, but gr- good for him. Were people Holy trying shit. to cancel him for that for like a day. No, I, I feel think, like they were. I th- I thought it was more respect than anything. I thought okay. people were like, "Isn't this interesting?" Yeah, I thought people were trying to cancel him for that, but mm-hmm. then they realized, like, yeah, that's just the thing that they're doing and then they're just like okay <laughs> i think with tessa maybe the idea was like is he using his power as director to yeah that'd be understandable right which you know when you first hear director and star I, at first i'm always like oh that's a that's always a bad power sign. dynamic right yeah but no it seems like it's all above board i'm not worried about that at all that's that's yeah. rad and he seems like a cool guy so i'm sure i'm sure it's fine yeah oh yeah <laughs> I, i've never been worried yeah. about him good good for them at I the hope, same, I hope in like ten years it's not like, oh yeah, he was doing horrible shit. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> that would ruin everything he's ever done though, because he always plays such a nice guy. Yeah, he's one of you the never only... look at Cord the same. <laughs> exactly, he's one of the only directors who can put himself in all his own movies, and I don't feel like it's indulgent because he's in like all of his movies. Sometimes cameos, sometimes he has huge roles in them or whatever. He's, like, one of the only ones where I'm like, no, you bettered the film by being in it, like, all of these times, and that's definitely the case in this. This is also a big week for Thor content, because we got that picture of Thor 4, more Thor, where he's, like, huge. That's right, yeah. 
and he has tiny legs. <laughs> I don't know what his proportions are like, but yeah, he's like a GI Joe or something. But he's got yeah, he looks huge. He's bigger than he's ever been. It's insane. And we have Loki coming out tomorrow night. Or, oh, know, sh- I didn't even think about it being tomorrow. Two night. days if you're brave. But yeah, tomorrow night for me. <laughs> and we have Loki charms, of course. I don't know if you've. I have not heard about that. I I haven't been keeping up with Loki news. I was just well waiting for you to be like, yeah, it's out. <laughs> there's been Lucky Charms commercial this week, and it's Lucky Charms. He says all the you know red balloons, whatever, and then he goes away, and then Loki shows up, and he steals little Lucky Charms and makes them Loki Charms, and now they're selling boxes of Loki Charms. <laughs> so it's kind of great. I I'm, mean, I'm gonna buy one for the studio. It's so obviously. stupid, but I, I I love it. It's fun. Yeah. I kind of hate the commercial because the Loki voice is so weird. It's not Tom Hiddleston. Oh no. They're mischievously delicious. But we'll talk all about Loki because I have some thoughts about Loki. More in this po- movie or in this movie? Okay. Oh, you know what? There's one thing I want to do. One more thing I want to do. I know that we're taking a while to get to. Yeah, it, we're already ten minutes in. And we haven't gotten I, to the movie. I just. This is something, this isn't a segment I ever considered, but I was on IMDb. Oh, God. And I accidentally saw the user reviews for Thor Ragnarok, and they're kind of incredible, and I kind of wanted to read some of them out. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Because they're kind of fantastic. We'll read the listener stuff later, but this is just whatever's on IMDb. In the very first one, this has 414 upvotes, and it says, Riot of laughter. Mom and wife and grandmother Mary really enjoyed it. Tho is a funny man. And, <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of the review. The header is MCU rocks, and that says MCU. And that says MCU rocks. Ha ha ha. I am so cool. This was an introduction to Mr. Thor from MCU, and it was funny, funny, marvelous, and fabulous. All of us in the theater, there was so long a queue to get in, laughed, Ned laughed, and we all decided to start a letter-writing campaign to Mr. Disney to beg for more. What are the chances you will be kind and make more films of MCU? We would love it. It's definitely not a native English speaker. <laughs> no, but at the same time, I kind of love this idea of this entire theater rallying together to write letters to Disney. Yeah, to, to Mr. Disney. For more MCU films. <laughs> um, and now we get into the ones that I really wanted to read out. Because those were just those were just the warm-ups, Franny. These are the ones I really wanted to read out. A very angry man children. Yeah, I was going to say, are we going to read the one-star reviews? The, uh, yeah, these are just sorted by like whatever has the most interactions. Mm-hmm. Um we are about to find out if Thor the God Thunder really exists or not. We are about to find out. They turned Thor into a loser who is constantly delivering gags. I am glad they satisfied the five-year-olds who are Marvel's audience, but anyone who is serious should read the comic books instead. The famously serious Thor comic books, yeah. where he talks in, like, literal... Literal Roman old text. English yeah. with a fucking completely different font from everyone else. Exactly. <laughs> uh... Disney, the destroyer of Marvel. Whoever hired the money-grubbing, preteen-satisfying psychophant has no clue about Marvel, Thor, or Norse mythology, deserves the same fate as all the positive reviewers of this joke of an insult. <laughs> I know that sounds like I'm reading it wrong. I'm not. This is exactly how this is written. <laughs> I mean, it is the internet. Everybody's complaining that he's too funny. Preteens and toddlers, ahoy! Hello, preteens. Marvel and Disney has another one for you. So if you loved Cinderella and watched the entire DVD collection of Little Pony and are currently watching Arthur every morning as you eat your Cheerios, Marvel is here for you. It is called Ragna Suck. It is funny. It is spoofy. It teaches you about another land and it has nothing whatsoever to do with action, mythologies, metaphors, or Thor. 
Um, and <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. If you're hating this, I can stop reading. No, 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 keep going. But I am. I love this. <laughs> uh, Nolan's Batman showed that comic books can appeal to adults. Disney is doing its best to push comic and former superheroes back into the realm of pre-teenagers. Why adults don't buy as many toys, lunchboxes, flasks, and posters as kiddies? Thor is now a joke and doesn't know he is the god of thunder. So all these people are suggesting that these superheroes were not meant for children when they were all meant for children like these movies are meant yeah for children and they appeal to everybody but when you think about it you know what? batman I'm... is made for like eight-year-olds oh yeah uh i'm very curious how these people feel about endgame thor <laughs> they oh, have god. a fucking field day with that oh god there's so many of them okay like here's a really good one to end on i think this is what it looks like when the enemies of Thor make a movie about him. The usual woman is stronger than man rubbish, and Thor cannot even remember what his powers are or the god of what he is. F you, Disney, and preteens who like this. All of these are. Are, are these about all pre-teens. written by the same people? <laughs> the next one says, I guess, for preteens. <laughs> so, preteens is like hyphenated every time. If you want to watch a movie produced by Disney, orchestrated solely around eight-year-olds, uh, they all call it False Thor. Can you say Shark Boy and Lava Girl? It's a bad children's movie. Uh, another one that says Ragnar Suck. <laughs> so, character assassination is easier to tell the producer and director are not into Thor. Marvel, what a shame. Choked by jokes. I I it seriously sounds like a lot of these are written by the same like two or three people just You're, with like the way that they're phrased have the same attitude <laughs> Thor shouldn't be funny and this is for children yeah I also like that they still compliment it in their negative review it's too funny no, so the jokes are good <laughs> no one says it's not funny they just yeah. say it shouldn't be funny like okay <laughs> yeah no one actually has a problem backhanded with compliment humor in the film okay anyway i think that this film starts out with aside from him entering wakanda that's my favorite thor action sequence is the start of this movie yeah i i feel like this movie already starts better than like either of the thor movies combined <laughs> right i think I think that this has more references to the previous two Thor movies than I often feel like it does. Like, there's a lot of Dark World content in this. Yeah, there's a surprising amount. And then they go to Dark World and Endgame. It's like they keep trying to shove Dark World on everybody, which I... it's like, I'm sorry, Marvel, we just don't like it. I find that so interesting. (laughs) It's like damage control. They're like, oh, this is the one people don't like. We're going to reference it constantly. It's like a gag. Yeah, I... I never realized how much, like in any of the Thor-related movies, how much they actually reference the Dark World. But right. it's in like every single one. Like there's decent chunks of each movie oh, that yeah. have to do with Dark World. Used to its best in this, I think. He fought back those disgusting elves. Entire play sequence is absolute masterclass. Do yeah. you think, okay, between the last three movies we've talked about, which one do you think is the funniest? Because they're all fucking hilarious. I think this one might actually be the funniest one. I think out of all of them, this is probably the one that got me to actually like laugh the most. Yeah. I think I agree. I think this is also maybe more outright a comedy than the other two. Yeah, definitely. I think, but then it also has incredible action and great sci-fi concepts, so it's not just a comedy yeah. and forgets and there, about everything There else. are still serious character moments and everything, so like... Oh, yeah. It's definitely a comedy first, but it's not that it just abandons everything else. <laughs> yes. Because that no, definitely would have exactly. been bad. It, that would have felt a little out of place that's a very good way to put it and definitely you're definitely right because this still has 
all of the emotional beats and all of the great action sequences while also being hilarious. And there's no scene that doesn't have a bunch of jokes in it, but all the jokes, there's very few jokes that fall flat for me. And they're all well-placed, I would say, for the most part, because some of the quips can feel a little out of place in a lot of MCU movies, but I feel like the comedic timing on this one is pretty good. It doesn't have that Guardians 2 moment where the tumor in the head and then he turns into David Hasselhoff and they're making jokes a second later. Like, yeah. the serious stuff has time. It's taken seriously when it needs to be. And there isn't as much stuff like that, I don't think, as there is in the other ones. I think this has less serious stuff than those movies, too. Oh, yeah. Like, by, by a long shot. By a lot. But, <laughs> yeah, it never suffers for it. And it's also a sequel to the first Thor. Like, you get Loki talking about how, you know, he doesn't know what he is because he's half frost giant or whatever. You get Thor talking about how Odin banished out all of his problems and sending him to Earth and all that. So that's why I think it's it's the best, like, third installment in terms of a sequel to the other movies. But other than that, yeah, that opening action scene, you get the joke, and you get your first skeleton, which is a hint at later skeletons to come, <laughs> which we will talk about. And you get an Infinity Stone reference because this came out Infinity War fever. Everybody was thinking about Infinity War all the time. The first trailer was probably out by this yeah, point. Yeah, I was trying to remember. Had they announced Infinity War yet? Oh, they announced it forever ago, but I think the trailer was out by this okay. point. Yeah, I was trying to remember what, like, the time frame of this movie, like, what was happening at the time, because I remember seeing at the end of the movie that it said Thor will return in Infinity War, and mm-hmm. I was like, Okay, how far into Infinity War fever are we? Pretty... Like, did it just start? Or are we like right in the middle this of it? This might have been because <sighs> this it's... is the movie that technically comes right before Infinity the War. The first so... scene of Infinity War yeah, is, is literally right after this. Five minutes after this movie ends, exactly. Which is another complaint I think some people have, where it's like, oh, but is the ending of this movie pointless? Yes, but that's the point. And we'll yeah, talk about that, that later. I hate that criticism. <laughs> it's like, why did they waste all the time getting everyone? Because it's fucking tragic. That's, <laughs> did you watch the movie? That's the point. You it's, set up Thanos. <laughs> yeah, that's horrifying because we literally watch those people get saved. They're not just random people. but Yeah, we, we will ignore how many times they emphasize that Asgard is not a place. It's a people. And then right you, at the beginning of Infinity War. And then you kill the people. <laughs> yeah. And then they're, okay, no yeah. more Asgard. Destroy the place and the people. <laughs> yeah, and then you can have a little village in Norway or whatever. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, Norway, there's that whole thing. This could be Asgard. I actually right? forgot about that. The Odin that, that, stuff? Yeah, well, not the Odin oh, stuff, just... just that line specifically. Okay. And then, like, New Asgard, or I think right. that's what it was yeah. called, yes, being in Norway. Great, like, yeah. <laughs> right? I totally forgot that, that was even a thing that happened. But There's that, so much. Yeah, yeah this is... Again, this is great lead into Infinity War, I think, mm-hmm. because the only movie that we have in between is Black Panther, and that takes place closer to Civil War. Yeah, so... that's like, yeah. I mean, I I don't think, is there like a specific amount of time after Civil War that it was? Well, he watches the newscast of his dad's death, and I think they say like this was two weeks ago or something like okay. that. So I think yeah. it's just very shortly yeah. after. This is great lead in, and you get that Infinity Stones reference right at the start. Because we're all thinking, what's going on with the Infinity Stones at this point? Everyone's still wanting to know where the Soul Stone is, because at this point, it's the only one where we don't know where it is. And he just says it right away. It's like, there's no Infinity Stones in this movie. Don't worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) Which is great. (laughs) And then you get the sequence with Surtur, which is like the 
best looking thing ever like it's just a oh, giant yeah. fire demon that's what you want to see thor fight that's great and there's also that progression of he was fighting the frost giants forever ago and now he's moved to the other end of the spectrum fighting these and it's voiced by clancy brown mr Krabs, mm-hmm. or you know lex Luthor. and it's always my favorite to hear his voice and things because <laughs> he's great yeah we, yeah, yeah no i love him we we support our voice actor friends <laughs> we have to stand by them because they're great and they you know too seldom get real recognition he's also in daredevil though i think as just like a guy yeah so that's I feel a little like world I remember breaking that. that's yeah. a little world breaking but whatever uh, <laughs> but anyway you get yeah that wonderful action sequence with again establishes the comedy when he's in the cage and you got you know the chain is turning and you can't see sir while he's talking to him or whatever and that's great and you get that's what heroes do and he has the huge fight where he fights sir he gets the skull and then he fights the dragon yeah, fights a fucking dragon <laughs> and then we get scourge played by carl urban and he's just he's in asgard and he's just showing these asgardian ladies all of his stuff his fucking ak-47s yeah <laughs> yeah doesn't troy he's got that he's got a shake weight just all this like useless shit that he's collected yeah i, I love scourge he's a great <laughs> he's a fun character i'm like it sucks that we'll never see him again yeah uh but he's great in this he's a fun character and you get that, and then you get a dragon decapitated by the Bifrost, which is the first great use of the Bifrost in this movie. There's two of them in pretty rapid succession. But that's fantastic. Like, you get a traditional Thor fights a giant fire demon, an army of guys, with the hammer, which, you know. Yeah. <laughs> not really... Things happen with the hammer Things... in this movie. Exactly. <laughs> but I think that they also give us this huge hammer-based action scene. That way we don't miss it completely. It's like, okay, we got the hammer, and then we can enjoy the other stuff. Yeah. Because they know that's what we want to see <laughs> for a lot of it. We want to see the hammer go bonk. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, go to horny jail. Uh, it's just it's this fantastic action sequence, and I just love the imagery of him fighting a demon and then fighting a dragon and it's like that's what you think of when you think of like old norse stuff yeah. i've been playing god of war i'm almost done <laughs> but yeah so it's been on my mind which leads to the fantastic asgard sequence with loki which ties into the end of the dark world that's the twist in that movie is loki's alive and he's taken over odin and that's actually explained and you see loki as odin he doesn't give shit about anything he's just watching plays of himself eating grapes eating grapes where he's played by matt damon and thor is played by luke hemsworth yeah. and odin's played by sam neill who taika had worked with in one of his other movies yeah. and he's I, I love that so much it's so much fun <laughs> my favorite part of that entire sequence i mean it's all great yeah i love uh whoever's playing sif and they're like sif go get help she's yeah. just like somebody help yeah. <laughs> she runs away it's- lady sif get help Somebody help! And but my favorite part is the little blue boy, and he's just yeah. like not paying attention, like looking off to the side and stuff. Well, while Owen's giving the worst speech <laughs> about how important Loki yeah. is. Loki, Matt Damon's telling him to build a statue of him or whatever with the, with big, the big bendy horns. horns. Yeah, it's like the most cartoony version of what would Loki do if he had rule of Asgard. I guess it's just that. Yeah, just make statues of himself, Which, watch plays of himself. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, kind of lowers the stakes of the first Thor movie where it's like, oh, I guess if he ruled Asgard like he wanted, this is just what he would have done. <laughs> I guess. like, I guess he wouldn't have been that great a leader. And Thor 
was going to cave his fucking head in with that hammer. Absolutely. I got, like, I watched this in pretty rapid succession this week, seeing it twice, but I got anxiety both times because, like, it really <laughs> looks like it's going to hit him in the head. It's so close. Um, in these movies, you get this with Chris Evans in uh, The Dark World, also in the best scene of that movie, <laughs> the Captain America cameo. I love seeing someone play Loki playing them. Like, yeah. I love watching Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> no, his his name is forbidden on this show. <laughs> I love watching him Yeah, he play... who must not be named. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching him play Loki playing him. I think yeah. it's fantastic. And then you get the, you had one job and Scourge running over. It's just, it's all the great, greatest lines. I'll just recite all of them for you guys. Don't even fucking worry. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm happy to do it. We just have, we have the script pulled up. We're just the, the rest of the episode is just gonna be a live reading of the entire thor ragnarok script this is also more connected to the wider mcu than either the previous thor movies i think yeah like while i say you can watch this while having only seen the other two thor movies there's a whole bunch of superheroes in this shortly after this we fucking hang out with dr strange for a while which is such a great surprise and it wasn't really a surprise because you get the end credit scene of yeah we knew it was gonna happen part of me wishes they didn't do that and that was a surprise because you imagine that would have seen that portal that would have been incredible i that would have blown my mind but unfortunately that's not the case same thing with hulk could you imagine if he wasn't in the marketing like yeah because they never hint at that like he's gonna be the champion ever until you see him Mm -hmm. that would have blown my mind i think both of those but you can't have any surprises anymore (laughs) turns out (laughs) unless you're the red skull you can't have any surprises no i love the whole doctor strange scene they instantly figured that character out after this like his movie is fine they were they were starting to get an idea of how he would work in the mcu in his own movie but especially in his time he gets in this, you really start to get an idea of like, yeah, this this makes sense for this to be how his character works now. And he's been learning. Like, he yeah. is so much quicker than he was previously. But he's still sarcastic like he was anyway. Like, it doesn't feel like they've changed the characterization. It just feels like the characters learned a lot more about magic and all that. I really love whenever any of these superhero movies just have another superhero movie in it. Like, I love that we got a Planet Hulk movie and it's a Thor movie. That's great. Yeah. I I love Winter Soldier has Black Widow in it and she's in the whole movie. Like, I really love when we'll just do, this is a solo movie, but it also has another character who's the focus. Spider-Man does that also to a lesser extent. That's not really, it's not as much of like a buddy superhero movie as these ones are, but that, you know, Iron Man's in that all over the place. Yeah. So I mean, that's what Guardians 3 is going to be because Thor is going to be probably in that whole movie too. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think they'll be in each other's movies. I don't think Thor is going to be in that movie that much. I think he'll just be in it at the start. I think maybe. I think what's going to happen is the start of Guardians, or I guess Thor's first, the start of Thor, they'll be hanging out at the start and then they'll go their separate ways and we'll see where Thor goes. And then Guardians, we'll see that interaction and we'll see where they go kind of thing. Mm, and maybe. then they'll branch off. Yeah. Um, but I would love just like one Thor and the Guardians action sequence. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah, just that'd watch, be great. Like the opening of Guardians 2 mixed with the opening of this movie. Like mm. yeah, That's what I want. Like we always, obviously in like the Avengers movies and stuff, we obviously expect like team ups and everything to happen. But I feel like 
because we always expect it in those movies, it makes it more special when it happens in like movies like this, where mm-hmm. it's a Thor movie. Why would we get the Hulk in it? That doesn't make very much sense out of context. Exactly, but... yeah. No, that's what I mean, yeah. Because the team-up movies, I-, I love seeing those guys get together, but that's different, because that's the point. Yeah. I like when you have a solo movie, and you're like, why don't we just throw Hulk in here? Yeah, it's like, like that's a weird combo, but okay. It's a great idea, and we get, you know, a little... It's she's not literally in the movie, but we do get a Black Widow moment later in the movie. Like there's plenty mm-hmm. of Avengers in this, basically, and I really love that. And I just love how Stephen Strange plays off of Thor. Like those are two characters who both have vaguely magic powers. One of them's actual magic, one of them's science magic, whatever. Yeah, one of them's an alien. <laughs> yeah, one of them's alien, I guess, but those two characters, it makes sense for them to kind of interact, and we never get to see them interact afterwards. I hope we get to see it again. Yeah. But I don't think they ever talk in Infinity War or Endgame. No. They're in, like, completely different parts of the universe. Right, so. yeah. Oh, yeah, well, definitely Infinity War. Yeah. But Endgame, they're on that field, and I don't think they do anything together. No. But, you know, there was a lot going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was just a couple things track. happening. Uh, yeah, but no, putting him in this is great, and it's just it's a brief scene, but that one core gag they have of him just transporting Thor to different places and Thor breaking all the shit in the Sanctum Sanctorum, it works so effectively. Yeah, it's just like, with how the MCU works, this movie is kind of what shows, like, when you build up an entire universe, you can have stuff like this happen. Right. Like, this is stuff that you can get from it. You can just throw other superheroes in solo movies because yeah it would make sense that they they're all existing at the same time they're not their own isolated things so yeah they're going to interact with each other exactly like yeah dr strange is going to talk to thor and be like why'd you bring loki to earth you fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad that we can have moments like that and they don't need to prep us for it phase one superhero movies and even like x-men movies were always so embarrassed to be too comic booky that's why the x-men always had leather outfits and why you know spider-man was never interacting with any other superheroes or whatever it's like you have to brace the audience for that but we have this whole universe based around all these characters interacting so you can just throw a wizard in there 20 minutes in it's 15 minutes in yeah basically and it doesn't feel weird and it doesn't feel weird at all and that's kind of the power of the MCU. You can do that shit, and nobody really cares about it. You think any other superhero universe ever could have a show about a witch and a robot living in their little sitcom world, and then they all shoot 100 lasers at each other? You can't do that anymore. <laughs> Thank God. No. <laughs> it's, it's, Piece of shit show. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, no, <laughs> no yeah. I'm not against it. One of my let's lesser... move on before you get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but that whole thing is great, and that has so many great jokes before they even go into the sanctum. So many of the best deliveries in this whole movie are reactions to a funny line, like, you know, I'm not a witch. Then why'd you dress like one? He's just like, hey, and that's what makes it funny. Yeah, the line itself is funny, but it's his reaction that makes it really funny. Same with all the Stephen Strange deliveries. They'll have an interaction, and he's like, I, I don't have a computer. And he's like, okay. Anyway, like, he'll just be like, why, why? This guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah, there's just, on. there's a lot of very charismatic people in this movie, and they all have really great chemistry together. So it just seems like it's very easy for them to just play off each other whenever they make a joke. Like, it just seems pretty natural. What do you think? the best joke is for you if you had to pick your favorite joke in the movie because in the theater there were 
two especially, and I don't even know if they're ones you would expect, but it's it's the, I've been falling for thirty minutes. The first time I heard that, yeah, I love that one. Is just it's brilliant. Like that idea that there's nothing. Like he didn't put him anywhere. He yes, was he just, was just in a void. In a void. That's fantastic. Yeah, and the delivery is is great. I have been falling for thirty minutes. I think the biggest laugh, it's the simplest joke in the entire movie, I think. But when he throws that ball against that is exactly what I was against the window, <laughs> it cracks him in the skull. It's just and then he gets up, and that's what heroes do. And then he jumps out of a window, big action scene. You're not even <laughs> thinking about it. Like, I wasn't even, I think the first time I was trying to, like, keep track of what the characters were saying and Hulk throws Thor the ball and I was still just listening and then he throws it and then I and then like the second before it hit him in the head that's where I realized what was happening yeah I, I was trying to think of other jokes in the movie but when you ask that is like automatically what I went to I think one of the hardest jokes for me to watch because it's it's so violent and I'll tell you why in a second why I think this feels so violent to me it's towards the end when Bruce Banner jumps on to the bifrost and he just smacks against oh, it. Yeah. He thinks he he's gonna transform Yeah, he thinks he's gonna transform the Hulk. It's the exact same thing that happens in the Incredible Hulk, where he jumps out of the helicopter thinking he's gonna be the Hulk and then he isn't and then he hits the ground. Mm-hmm. It's the same gag, but he just hits the fucking floor so hard. It's it's a combination of like the audio design, but also <laughs> just him like hitting the ground and just like tumbling. He's and he's de- just like he's dead. He is completely stiff. Like, yeah, exactly. Like he could very well just have been dead. And I think the reason that feels so violent is because any movie where a character like jumps off a bridge to commit suicide or falls from a far distance, you never see the impact because they die and that would be cruel to see yeah. that entire fall. But since he doesn't die, you can just show that happen yeah. and it is so violent. Like there's no blood, but it is it, so it, it just horrid. looks awful. Watching that the second time this week, I was like, "Oh god damn, I have to watch that again." Like <laughs> it's so it's so vicious. What a violent joke for this movie, but I fucking love it. Yeah. It's great. And there's a lot of very dirty jokes in this movie, like surprisingly so, I think. You have the orgy ship. Yeah. You have the devil. Don't touch anything. That's another one of my favorite jokes actually is the birthday button. That killed me yeah. the first time I saw it cuz it's just the most it's the most insane thing I've ever seen, that Jeff Goldblum... <laughs> yeah, Jeff Goldblum's ship has a fireworks happy birthday And button. everything, yeah, four orgies. Like, presumably, he gets in that ship on his birthday, yeah. has weird birthday sex, <laughs> presses that button. And anything Jeff Goldblum says also in this is, yeah. is funny every time. Jeff Goldblum is always great in pretty much anything just because of how... <laughs> incoherent of a person he is in general he's just so uninterested (laughs) in following normal sentence structure and i love it yeah his performances are always so weird but in the best way here's my favorite jeff goldblum clip why do you think spider-man is such an important part of the mcu because there may be a little divorce happening no this is the first i've heard of it Uh, i'm crestfallen save what's happening i didn't know any of this I'm not a business person. You're speaking, whatever you say is Greek to me, but all these, the mountains of Broduchore and and, uh, I don't know, it'll all work out, I'm sure. Uh, Good luck. Uh, I'll figure it out. Anything Korg says is very charming and great. And that's a very New Zealand form of comedy, I think. We didn't make enough pamphlets. Yeah. 
Exactly. Even the revolution <laughs> jokes are great. Yeah. And the rock, paper, scissors joke. Little rock, paper, scissors joke. <laughs> which becomes a theme later. Like, uh, I don't want to yeah. explain Meek it. existing. He's scissors. The pamphlets were the paper. That defeated the rock. <laughs> and then later, the rock crushes the scissors. And then the scissors, he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. But he thinks that he crushed him. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a full, I stumped him. A full rock, paper, scissors joke <laughs> throughout the entire movie. Like the, That's a theme of the movie. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty. Everything fantastic. involving Korg is great, and I'm glad that he's in. Hopefully, the entire future of the MCU because I love oh, him. Yeah. He's yeah. Like one of the best characters in the entire MCU. <laughs> he's just so gentle constantly. Just, yeah. Hey, man. We're going to jump on the ship. You want to come? <laughs> yeah, I just love all of his deliveries. He's so fun. It being Taika himself is great. Mm-hmm. I don't think I even knew it was him the first time I saw this movie because I didn't. I like I'd seen what we do in the shadows a bunch of times, but I don't think I knew as much about him as I know now. Yeah, I I definitely didn't know it was him, and I would not have thought that that was his natural voice for some reason. Well, it definitely is. Yeah, it de- it de- that's just how he talks. I've watched which so I, much I of him recently, and yeah, that that's definitely him. Uh, he's a great actor too. Like whenever he's in any of his other movies, Jojo Rabbit, he's Hitler in that, obviously, <laughs> uh, yeah. where he. Th- infamously didn't do any research because hitler's a prick because why the fuck would you need to do research on hitler when it's a imaginary character in that movie anyway but i think that's a lie i think he did do research because there's some things where it's like directly oh hitler didn't do that and i think that's the joke (laughs) like that whole movie hitler's offering the kid cigarettes and hitler didn't smoke or whatever like i think he did a little bit of research but maybe just, those are just random him. things that he knew about hitler that, that's actually way more likely yeah that's he just knew likely. random facts that he just threw into the movie what do you think about this movie visually because i think it's mostly kind of incredible but there are it has some a moments. very unique style to it I feel yeah. like this is one of the brighter movies. Right, yeah. Just kind of in the general color scheme. People really hate Norway in this. The way Norway looks. And I kind of I don't hate it, but it's so clearly it like could a, be better. It's clearly like a green screen sky. Yeah. And he's just standing on a set. Like I wish I didn't feel that way, but I think that might be the stagiest place in the MCU. Like, oh, definitely. I feel yeah. like in any of these movies, because they all look pretty fantastic. You can complain about the cinematography, but most of the time you guys are idiots and don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I know what I'm talking about, but okay, shut yeah, up. Obviously, Gabe knows shut up. so much more than any of you. <laughs> not, definitely not true. But at the same time, I've heard the arguments. They're bad. Uh, <laughs> but no, I do think Norway is one of the weakest looking areas in the MCU. It's just kind of off. Every time they show it, it just doesn't feel like a real place. Like, even in even in Endgame, I feel like it just doesn't feel like a real place. I think Endgame... It does it a little better, but... No, you're definitely right, but I think Endgame has the benefit of most of those scenes are inside. Like, yeah. a lot of that's inside Thor's cabin or whatever mm-hmm. instead of being outside. But no, you're probably right. It kind of works as this ethereal, almost afterlife area for Odin, because he's just been banished here but i guess it is norway like it's kind of hard to keep track of exactly he's just sitting on a cliff somewhere in norway 
But I like the scene a lot. That's another one of the core emotional scenes of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just him having those final moments. And there's lots of repetition of things he said in the other Thor movies. And I like that. And that's a moment where it's like, yeah, Thor and Loki have both grown as characters. Because Loki's never evil in this. He does some shitty stuff, but he's not evil anymore. Which I think is fine. I think he wanted to be the king all this time. And now he was the king. He's kind of bored by it probably and he's yeah. realized he's wasted a lot of his life i feel like if anything he's more of like a neutral evil at this point mm-hmm. like he was like chaotic evil and he's like neutral evil at this point that's like, it's probably just like, it he's not entirely bad but he's just he's not great either <laughs> well he has that line later to bruce banner where he's like you know it varies from moment to moment and whether or not he wants to kill everybody yeah which is another i love the dynamic between those two but we'll talk about bruce yeah he he pretty much is just doing whatever he feels like at this point it's just whatever he wants to do he'll do it yeah i thought i was sick of loki but i don't know if i am after watching this again i think i do really like loki in this movie i don't think it's his best performance Acting-wise, I think the first Thor movie is still his best, like, theater-esque performance. But I think this is his... This is my favorite of his turns as Loki, I think. Yeah. I really enjoy him in this. I think he's very funny. But he's never a complete comedy character. Other I feel like than... he's one of the more serious characters, even though he does have some of the more, like, memorable jokes in this movie. That's true. But the one moment there's, like, a... Nice. The plane. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, wouldn't that be great if we just caught that? <laughs> um, yeah, we got caught in a fucking nuclear explosion in the middle of doing the podcast. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, there is one moment towards the end where it's like, that's out of character for this version of Loki, where he's on the spaceship and he's like, Your savior is here! I feel like he's grown out of that. That's a weird line for him to have, I think. I think like it's whatever. I don't know it if It was that a little fits, weird, yeah. But that's his only moment that I'm I'm against in any way. I really like him in this. It's made me really excited for the Loki show because I wasn't as excited, but I haven't watched any of the trailers, but people tell me they look really weird, and I'm excited for that. Yeah. It's going to be really good. In my, like, YouTube recommended, like, every single day, I keep getting, like, right. recommendations for, oh, look, Marvel posted this 30-second clip. There's so much, like, yeah. Like, two every other day. Like, just, exactly. just put out the show already. Yeah, we're, everyone's gonna watch it. Yeah. Why do they even market anymore? I really wish these movies just didn't have trailers anymore. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah. Other than Spider-Man, which just give me a fucking trailer yeah, for it. We just want something. <laughs> just give me a second. Like, I would love just a 58-second trailer, and then there's no other trailers Yeah, ever. I mean, technically we have one trailer. Yeah, I guess. The title reveal. Doesn't count. <laughs> Does not count. But give me more. something about loki i feel like a lot of people's problem with loki isn't the actual character because i feel like a lot of people do like him i think the problem is just that there have been so many fake outs with him of like oh look he's dead but not not really he's done that like three times at this point they found a loophole though it's not really yeah loki i'm sure he'll be back in the the greater mcu by the end of that show but yeah well he ripped a man's eyeball out of his head like Mm-hmm. like maybe eight hours before that <laughs> so, yeah okay I mean, if anything maybe there's more of an evil tilt than the loki in this okay. but i don't think it's 
by gonna be by much. Well, I won't judge a show I haven't seen yet, but I just hope that they tread lightly on that characterization. Yeah, uh, they they could very easily mess it up, and that would be really unfortunate because Loki in this movie is good. <laughs> yeah, he's great, and he had such a powerful final moment in the Fanny War. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. So don't fuck it up. Don't fuck yeah. it up. But at the same time. In that scene, he looks at Thor and says, the sun will shine on us again, which I think in five years when Loki's chilling out with Thor again, people are going to point back to that line and be like, oh my God, it was planned all along. (laughs) You know what? It probably was, but don't do that. Stop killing him. This is, yeah, you're right. This is the fucking third time. Yeah. So this time, I swear to God, if he dies at the end of the show... That'd be, be kind so, of hilarious. It would be so funny, but Jesus Christ. If he died for real. Stop killing him. You can't kill him in a way better than how he got killed last time, though. Yeah, there's no topping him getting his fucking neck snapped by Thanos. That's as good as it gets. Yeah. That's how that movie started, and it was terrifying. Uh-huh. Why are you why are you messing with success, guys? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it'll maybe it'll be fine. I'm yeah. sure it'll probably be, be fine, but don't I'm, fuck it up, Kevin. Uh, yeah, don't fuck it up, Kevin. <laughs> you've given us no reason to trust you in the past. Yeah. Uh, but this whole movie, visually, aside from the Norway scene, has like that 70s aesthetic, but not in the way that anyone else uses it. Like, there's this one moment, and it's when Thor first meets Jeff Goldblum, and there's this like rainbow of robot-looking... I don't even know how to describe it. It's like what it's like the the art that they use for like the logo, like that yeah, kind of like coloring. Right. Is that exactly. what you're thinking of? Yeah, and they just have it's such bright colors on all these guys, and they look like trashy '70s robot henchmen and like a bad Flash Gordon knockoff or whatever. Yeah, and I love it. Like that's the vibe of the movie, is like kind of trashy '70s stuff, like the place where hulk lives it's like this insane hexagonal red and white walls which thor even points out at a point so i i just i love that look of this it's not as outwardly pretty as the guardians movies are but it's kind of grimy i mean most of the vast majority of this movie does take place on a trash planet so yeah yeah (laughs) but i love how taika used that yeah, How it's he just was able to. Yeah. They painted all over a bunch of trash and made a city out of it. So right, right. It, it looks about what you'd expect from painted trash. I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know, it worked for me. Maybe my standards are just that low. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm. It looks good. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying it looks bad. Not at all. But at the same time, we talk about that grungy '70s stuff in this. But there's also at least two shots in this that are like for me all-time mcu shots one of them is towards the start where it's thor and there's the dragon chasing him and Mm -hmm. it just goes really wide and you just see that chase happening and thor getting farther and farther away and then the second one is when you see the valkyrie flashback and like the first shot of that is that whole sequence was great yeah, it's similar to the scene in Wonder Woman, actually, when she's being told the story of Ares, and it's all, like, those paintings. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but yeah. In the same year. Uh, this was after that. <laughs> but, you know. Suspicious. Parallel, parallel thinking. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. They're not exactly the same, but they yeah. are very similar. Do you think the Quinjet should be able to go into space? Absolutely not. Me either. Those are literally just planes. He got really far into space. Yeah, he he really, really did. How'd he get there? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. What do you think 
about the villain of this film. Hella? Hella. One of the weaker ones. You think she's hella rad for him? No, no. I think she's the opposite. There are things that are almost interesting about her, but I feel like she really just doesn't do enough in this movie to really be that great of a villain. Mm-hmm. Her motivation is kind of generic. It's just, oh, I, I want power. I want to yeah. take over all the realms. It's rightfully hers, Franny. Odin yeah. covered it all up. I do really enjoy that this movie never tries to paint Odin as a good person. Like, oh, he yeah. Nev- he never was, and they never make it sound like he was in any of these. Yeah, I'm, really I'm like glad that. that, like, I feel like they never try to claim that Odin is a good guy. But at the same time, they're like, oh, look how good of a king he is to, as guardians. He's Thor's dad. Yeah. But then in this, they're like, yeah, he committed, like, space genocide. Exactly. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, a lot of genocide. I, I like that <laughs> plot point. I like that whole scene where she's uncovering all the shit, and it's yeah, just, it's like, like, everything's I'm just, I'm just doing what I used to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, this is nothing new. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about her. I think she's mid-tier at best probably yeah maybe like the lower end of mid-tier right like i'd say she's a low c but we've also had some great villains lately like yeah ego but that makes it so much worse exactly that's what i'm saying like we've had like stuff that's so good and then comparing it just in this phase alone like she sucks yeah i guess she doesn't ruin it for me ever yeah no but i'm saying just like in comparison, in comparison, she's so yeah. much worse. Yeah, and then in reality, have... she's just okay. And like... then, and she's also sandwiched in between those two guys. And then we get like Killmonger and Thanos, who are yeah. both great. Also, like it's like it's hit after hit, uh, other than her, unfortunately. Yeah. And she's not even bad. And I really love the scene where she's telling everybody in Asgard who she is, and they clearly weren't listening to yeah. her. She has, she, that, she has that line. I love that line. That's hilarious. Yeah. And her delivery is fantastic in that. Whoever I am, did you listen to a word I said? Kate Blanchett's a classy lady. Her and Carl Urban are both in Lord of the Rings. I know. I just want to put that there. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> no, she's yeah, good to know. <laughs> fine. She's just... It's just, She's just very generic. I mean, she's literally the god of death. Like, how many times has that been a villain thing? Constantly. And she has very vague powers where just sharp stuff just comes out of the ground. Yeah, it's like, it looks like she just has knives, but then eventually she's able to just pull, like, a shard of the planet out of the ground to I guess, stop the ship. I guess so. I don't, I don't know what it I is. I don't know what her powers are. I don't like her weird helmet. Like oh, her she, weird hair helmet! She switches the hair. Yeah, the she, helmet. she slits her hair back and it she, turns into a helmet. She does it constantly. Yeah. She does it once in every scene she's yeah, in. She turns into a fucking deer. <laughs> yeah, but what I do love is that she has a fucking undead skeleton army. Yeah, that is the greatest. Those are the greatest henchmen. The and entire a big MCU. zombie dog. <laughs> and a big giant dog which doesn't look like a cgi dog it just looks like a big dog that they filmed yeah, and put it, in the movie yeah it literally looks like it's just a big black dog which i love they just I put him from a green screen yeah mostly exactly. had him just sit in front of the green screen <laughs> took some shots of it right <laughs> just put him in the background that's how it feels and i'm amazed that taika didn't just do that like it feels like something he would do yeah it, yeah no i love the dog and i love the fucking skeleton army that's my favorite henchman army in any on of the these show movies. You know, we love our skeletons. We love skeletons. We love boys turning into skeletons. So <laughs> her having a fucking army of skeletons is so great. Also, 
because they're skeletons, you can kill them in the most gruesome ways imaginable and mm-hmm. nobody cares. Just tear them apart. Like, they get cut down the middle, they get decapitated, like, the grisliest... They get their limbs cut off. Yeah, the grisliest <laughs> things ever happen to them, and it is so satisfying to watch. I really enjoy all of that. I think the biggest continuity error in this whole movie is she's like, I need Heimdall's sword to open the Bifrost. But in the first Thor movie, Loki just does it with a staff to let all the frost giants in. He, yeah. just, he just does it. Like, it doesn't even matter. So, <laughs> whatever, I guess. Maybe she doesn't have... Maybe it's the Bifrost and that staff. Maybe the staff no, is a backup. No, it's not. It's the staff. <laughs> no, because when Thor's sitting in that chair, he's holding the staff. Yeah. It's Odin's staff, not Loki's staff, sorry. Yeah. But either way, it's just... It's there. It's in the movie. So, they clearly also knew it existed, and didn't care yeah just <laughs> whatever whatever we get heimdall in it he's in it much less yeah. than he's in the other ones i am glad he's in this movie though i'm I do glad like he's heimdall. in it he's great and he oh was yeah a great all, final all of moment. thor's friends are killed instantly <laughs> yeah let's talk about our favorite clowns for any the yeah, warriors zachary three, levi and the other guy fandral volstag and hogan those are their names they all die yeah which is kind of hilarious two out of three of them Without a single line in the movie. Exactly. They're just there, and they get, like, three daggers through the chest when and Hela gets there, and they just die. <laughs> Sif, the one useful one of them, isn't even in the movie. Yeah. And it's never even mentioned. Yeah, they don't <laughs> even talk explained. about her. I like her. I hope she comes back for another movie. I like her in those Thor Didn't movies. Didn't they confirm but... that she was going to be in Thor 4 or more Thor? Good. I hope so. Hela is really only here so that there can be the big twist that they gotta, they're not stopping Ragnarok. They gotta cause it, gotta and cause then it. to get all the Asgardians onto the ship it's so they can set up for Infinity War. I like yeah, it. I do like that, but... I love him. That has nothing to do with Hela being in the movie. It's true. It has nothing movie. to do with her. <laughs> she, she's pretty She's pretty whatever, unfortunately. Yeah. And also, it's like... Ugh, you have, God damn it. You have Jeff Goldblum as like a secondary antagonist in this movie. Yeah. You can't and you have compete. Hela as your main one. Can't compete, man. It's as good as it gets. Yeah, you were... The game was rigged from the start. Yeah, exactly. Once again. <laughs> yeah. Again, just like we talked about with our fucking Catwoman episode, this is the first... Nobody can get the women right. This is the first female villain in the MCU, and other than, I guess, Nebula, but she's not a main villain. She's uh, like, eh. It, there's been some henchmen or whatever, yeah, but... She's more. Is... She's much more of, like, a henchman. I wouldn't really consider her, like, a main villain. No. This is the first main female villain, and she's not great at all and this <laughs> next one is ghost and ant-man the wasp who no one remembers yeah and there's not i don't think there's even another one scheduled after that so <laughs> that's it for they now. fucked up twice and they're just like oh shit go back edit point i totally forgot about the mcu tv show villains because you got agatha and carly morgenthau those are also female villains and i would argue that neither of them are very good so point made bye Actually, while I'm here, there was other stuff I wanted to bring up that I didn't say. The fact that they get everybody onto spaceships as Asgard is exploding is, like, exactly what happens in Age of Ultron, where the helicarriers show up and they get everybody off of Sokovia while that's exploding. I also wanted to say that while I enjoy Mark Ruffalo's performance as Bruce Banner, sometimes it feels like watching Jerry Seinfeld play the Hulk. Okay, that's it. Bye. Good job, guys. That's really bad. You're doing great. That's really bad. Why? <laughs> Why would you do it? They tried. <laughs> Not very hard, but they tried. really embarrassing. Anyway, um, and now all the Sakaar stuff is most of the movie, really. And you get that intro with Jeff Goldblum, which is 
fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's so funny, and he's just allowed to do whatever he wants. He vaporizes somebody. He vaporizes him. A man melts him into in goop. This. That's almost as good as turning into a skeleton. That's yeah. second, turning a man to goo with a big stick. Yeah. That's great. And uh, his like hench- his weird henchman. henchman. Yeah, she's in all of Taika's other movies. Also. I, I love her in this movie. She's fantastic <laughs> in all those, and she's so terrific in this. Her first moment where she calls her trash. Yeah. It's so funny. No, she's the She's the best. <laughs> Do you know, she provides a voice for a Disney character for any one of the Disney movies. She is the fucking grandma in Moana. What? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that shocking? That's not That's not what I would have expected. Can but you even right. picture that? It doesn't make any sense. No. But great. She has one of the best songs in that movie. <laughs> I like her. Um, but, you know, she is wonderful. I hope that she's in just, just all of these. But does she die? In this? No. Good. I don't bring her back. I mean, she's not in the post-credit scene with Jeff Goldblum. That's but... true. Oh yeah, just talk about that now. I don't think that's a great post-credit scene. I think yeah. it's. I don't think it's that. It's great. one of the weaker ones. Not a great joke to end on either. Like it's fine, but I don't care that much. Yeah. Um, and then the other post-credit scene was just set up for. Infinity I really War. like that because yeah. the whole movie's kind of fun mostly, and then that's kind of intimidating. I mm-hmm. like that. And we don't know at that point that Loki took the Infinity Stone. Like we kind of know. Yeah, because he, he passed by the the Tesseract again. Yeah, but I took that as just like, a, oh, he remembers that from Avengers. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have assumed that it was, oh, he took it, because like, right, yeah, he had taken it, but... Maybe in the Infinity War trailer, they show him holding it, and if that came out before this, I guess, maybe there were theories, did. but oh, I don't know, I can kind of picture him holding it in that trailer, though. I kind of feel like maybe. that happened. But either way, that's another scene I don't think is great, actually. The scene that Hela's in with the treasure vault or whatever and you see the fake infinity gauntlet i don't think that's that great a joke like because that's in the first thor movie or whatever and that was a big easter egg at the time and then everyone was like oh what does it mean it's fine you see the casket of eternal winters from the first thor movie and all sorts of stuff but it's fine yeah it's whatever just just one of the lesser scenes in the movie to me i don't think that fake infinity gauntlet joke is a great joke it's it's one of the ones that definitely uh, falls kind of flat but i didn't mind it yeah jeff goldblum is at his absolute peak in this movie the scene where he's also introducing himself after that because you get the introduction scene where he melts the guy and he's you know talking about sparkles which is a joke they stole from amazing spider-man 2 because he calls electro that the entire movie and they just took it wow i didn't hear any thunder but out of your fingers was that like sparkles a god named sparkles thought we wouldn't notice but we did but then he has the scene where he's like my name's grandmaster and he's playing a piano or whatever, oh like yeah, synth, yeah you know? the... <laughs> jeff goldblum is a is a pianist in real life also so yeah, yeah little, I, I did know that little thing for you but the big thing that we still have to talk about, there's a couple things, but the most divisive thing in this movie, I think, is the Hulk because mm-hmm. it's a little bit different than the Hulk we're familiar with in the rest of the MCU. A little bit. A couple ways. And a different Bruce Banner that we're familiar with in a couple ways. We get that first gladiator scene, which is right out of Planet Hulk, and I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great I really su- like that scene. Yeah, it's a great surprise seeing him barge through those doors like we know that it's him but i think future generations not knowing that'll be a huge surprise moment down the track which is which, great this is one of the very few times that i think them using the comic name is good because he's announced as the incredible hulk oh right and yeah, i was like do that. I mean, that's 
that's that's good. The best I way like to that. do it. Yeah. I love all of Jeff Goldblum's nicknames for people too in this. When yeah. he's calling him the criminally seductive Lord of Thunder. Mm-hmm. I love the huge Jeff Goldblum hologram in the center. Yeah. Take to the skies. <laughs> all the stuff he says is. He's just so. F- I don't know if he knows how funny he is. Yeah. I, I don't I, think he. Does. I want him to narrate everything. Yeah, because it would be great. Well, he would not say what's on the page. I think like eighty percent of this movie was ad libbed. Also, I hope so. Um, but yeah, the first Hulk action sequence is great. We get a lot of the sun's getting real low, and I remember losing my mind over the weaponization of that as like a comedy thing. Like I, yeah, I no, I love it though. I think it's yeah. Great. I I think it's. I was shocked. It is a combination of a little fucked up, but I also love it. (laughs) I I love it because that's a thing we know. And I just love because the first time he does it, it's almost genuine. Like, it's almost like, oh, their teammates Thor saw Natasha do that and it worked. And then later on, he's saying it to just Bruce Banner. Yeah. That's when it really becomes a joke. But even just the suggestion of bringing back that line, I was shocked. I do like that. that. Yeah. And then Deadpool 2 also does it to the Juggernaut, <laughs> which is a pretty good use of, yeah. of a character. The Hulk in this, I think, I don't know what it is, but the performance is different from Mark Ruffalo. I have one complaint right away. Is it the ass? Because <laughs> you uh, see the Hulk's ass in this. We you sure to, do. I think we always talk about how much of Mark Ruffalo's ass or the Hulk's ass you see in all of the movies with the Hulk that we talk about. This there is, is the most. Lot. This is the yeah. most yet. Um. That is not my complaint, but I do feel you bad for... You never complain about that. Yeah. Why would you? Uh, I do feel bad for the, the CG artists that had to do that, though. That's the best job Because the they had to spend That's fantastic. painstaking hours just perfectly carving that out the Hulk's a, ass. Such a great job. Yeah, I'm sure you'd love it. I would do um, it in a heartbeat for but free. But the thing I was talking about at the beginning that I, I thought of that I really hated, the horrible auto-tune on the Hulk's voice... Oh, I didn't even notice it. You bad friend! There is awful auto-tune every time he speaks. Really? Yes. I had not noticed that at all. I don't know how you could not have noticed it. What do you mean auto-tune? It is really, really bad. Like T-Pain style auto-tune? I mean, not in the way that T-Pain uses it, but it is very clear that they're using like auto-tune on Mark Ruffalo's voice. Like he's already trying to do like a Hulk impression and then they put auto-tune over it. And it just sounds awful wow, every okay. single time he speaks. I guess I'm deaf because yeah. I did not notice that at all. I think, okay, not if, when you watch this movie again or if you end up seeing any clips from this movie again with the Hulk in it, just listen and you can tell that there's very obvious auto-tune over <sighs> it so and it sounds awful. Wow, I've never, this is the first I've ever heard of it. It is the worst. That is Okay, well, there you go. I had not noticed yeah. it. Maybe you ruined it for me now when I go back. Other than that, I actually don't really mind the Hulk overall. There's other very weird decisions made with his character, but in general, I think it's okay. I really like it. I think it's great. <laughs> I'm not against the Hulk in this at all. I think Mark Ruffalo's performance has shifted from just a scientist who has this horrible secret and he just doesn't want to deal with it to he's embraced how stressed he is at this point yeah i do like that he's taking it in the direction of like he kind of says it perfectly in the movie they both have a hand on the wheel right but he's locked in the trunk yeah yeah exactly i can see why people are against it probably mostly because oh it's not 
it's not the real Hulk, even though this is probably more accurate to what the Hulk is usually like, <laughs> instead of like just big and angry all Comic the time. Comic-wise, like talking and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like... He talks I, like a child, basically, and says, like, Hulk mad and stuff yeah, like that. Like, yeah, like, I feel like, if anything, this is closest to, like, comic-accurate Hulk we've gotten. What it's... about when he punched that dog in the dick in the Hulk 2003 movie? That, like that. that was pretty close to the comic. <laughs> yeah, that was that was incredible. That was a great moment. That was truly incredible. <laughs> That's the incredible Hulk for me. Yeah. I, I think it's funny that I feel like in each movie that the hulk is in the actual hulk looks more and more like mark ruffalo every time oh yeah like until they go all the way <laughs> yeah like this is like super close to looking like mark ruffalo and then obviously in endgame they just go all in and it's literally just his face well there's a point in the movie when he's watching the video of hulk getting sucked out of the airlock or whatever the quinjet and it's bruce banner's face yeah their and faces face go and to merge yeah. and it just looks which same. I think that's a that that's a cool shot. I like that a lot. I love that whole scene. Yeah. Even that whole strongest Avengers setup, that's funny. But then especially when Natasha Romanoff shows up, like I knew it was coming, but that still surprises me to just see her yeah. in this at all. Like that is in hearing what she said at the end of Age of Ultron is so satisfying. When she just pops up and it's like, Oh my god, like I'm right back in twenty fifteen again. I love that moment so much. And that's the thing that finally calms him down after two years. Like, that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love all the scenes before where Hulk and Thor are fighting and then he's training or whatever. I like all that. But I think that once he becomes Bruce Banner again, that's my favorite Hulk stuff in this. Maybe it's just because I like watching Mark Ruffalo. And I think he's a good actor, but I really like him I, in this. Yeah. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, he's fantastic in this. Like, what... Whenever, whether he's Hulk or just Bruce Banner, I feel like through the whole movie, he's just incredible. Yeah. I, I just love him. All week, I, I just keep saying this with having no reason to say it, but I just keep going, Tony wears his pants super tight. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite Just the whole movie, line. the gag of him, like, just pulling, like... Yes. <laughs> yeah, because he dresses like Tony Stark, which is a, also, like, a great little gag. I love that, that he's just in, like, this Duran Duran t-shirt yeah. and this tacky blazer and <laughs> his sunglasses. sunglasses. Exactly. It's great. And he's like, I need a disguise. I'll be Tony Stark. It's like, nobody fucking knows who that is that's that's so funny although he does use a slur in that scene oh yeah can't be saying that that, was yeah that was really weird he got in a lot of trouble for that i think or not (laughs) him he didn't write it but yeah you know that's not good and i forgot about when i watched this again for the first time this week and that shook me to my core <laughs> i did not remember Jesus. that at all that's such a weird <laughs> line to put in this movie no i really like him and i know we're gonna probably read some letters later of people who really don't like him in this i just like what mark ruffalo's done with the hulk like i like looking at him in the avengers and he's a lot more calculated and he's depressed and he's serious he's talking about how he tried to kill himself and all that and then as time goes on he just realizes like he's on a fucking alien planet he's hanging out with gods he's going to asgard and he's just embraced i think he's just embraced the chaos at this point and i really enjoy that yeah i love I f- how stressed out he is i feel like where he ends up in Endgame is kind of just the embodiment of like yeah he's just he's given up trying to fight it like this is just oh, yeah. this is the life he lives now might as well just go with it he put 
the body and the brain together or whatever he says. Yeah. He puts, yeah, exactly. And I love all that Hulk stuff. Hulk out. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. He just wants to get a picture with me. <laughs> that <laughs> one's even saying, no, he doesn't. Yeah. That movie's so fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my only real problem is just the awful auto tune on his voice i i don't it just it bothers me so much i think it might just be like how unnatural it sounds to me but i'm sure other people don't care about it but it just bothers me so much and i don't know why my consensus is it's fine yeah i mean it it was definitely a a choice that they made (laughs) (laughs) yeah barely an inconvenience i I see why they did it, because especially in the scene where they're, like, in the Quinjet and he's, like, turning back into Banner is, like, when the auto-tune is, like, full-on auto-tune. <laughs> but I think it's just it's just to show that, like, it's, like, a combination of, like, Banner and Hulk. Well, this is the first time that Mark Ruffalo's ever done the voice. Yeah. Because there's Lou Ferrigno before this, but... Yeah, no, I, I think it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I don't know. It just... I don't know. I mean... From all the episodes we've done, I think I end up catching like weird audio shit, probably like more often. So I think it might just be my audio, like audio oriented brain just hating it. <laughs> you just need to get your ears clean, Franny. Anyway, we over... have to talk about the score though. If we're talking about sound, the score is very good. It's crazy. It's from Mark. It's Mark Mothersbaugh, who's from like Devo. Like he's he is got That's the exact aesthetic yeah. that you want. It sounds like an arcade, like the mm-hmm. whole movie, and it's great. It's all synthy. Nothing in the MCU sounds like this ever. It's I love it. It's yeah, crazy. I think all of the score and even the licensed music I do like. It's really just immigrant song, I think, but it plays at the start and the end, and both of those sequences are incredible. Yeah, and the song's great too. And both times I was watching it, I just cranked the volume as loud as it fucking could be, and it wasn't I, even loud enough for me. Yeah, I feel like it is perfect. Like that song is perfectly used in this movie. Oh yeah, I'm not a, a big Zeppelin fan, but. I still, I still like oh, it. It's that, great. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It was incredible. It was a really great use of it. The whole ending action sequence is really great, too, I think. I mm-hmm. love Hulk's no fight with wolves. We haven't talked about Valkyrie, really, Tessa Thompson, but she's great in this. I really enjoy her he, dynamic with Thor. Yeah, I feel like she's very good in this, but I feel like she doesn't do too much. I think... Uh, I wouldn't say that. I like her a lot in this. She's in it a lot in the second half. She's in most of yeah, it. Yeah, she's like... That's why I feel like it's weird because I feel like she is in a lot of it, but I don't know that she does that much, at least to me. Okay, well, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I still like her as a character. I think she is still a fun character in this movie. Yeah, I I think she has a lot of great lines and jokes. I enjoy her and Bruce Banner feeling like they know each other all the time. Uh, I love when she drinks the entire thing of scotch in like (laughs) like five seconds. seconds. Yeah, it's great. I really enjoy her character and it'll be great to see more of her. She's in Endgame briefly too. I am glad that they're keeping her around and hopefully she's in like Thor 4. Yeah, I'm sure she will be. And the look of the Valkyrie, especially in that sequence, on the fucking Pegasus like that is like incredible. the greatest image you could put in these movies, and then it leads to them in Endgame, and that army is just so incredible to see. Mm. It's like visually incredible. I just love that we have a Thor movie that has dragons and Pegasus and and all this crazy stuff. Yeah. It is just fully embraced its comic. Yeah, book what vibes. happened to the, to that <laughs> that comment in the beginning that was like, oh fuck mythology or it whatever? Get it? You didn't get it. Doesn't have that. 
eight legged horse Loki fucks or whatever. <laughs> fucks. Anyway. Um, oh, Stanley cameo. He gives Thor a haircut. What do you think about Thor's haircut? I, I actually really like it. I like it too, but I'm glad he's back to normal now. Yeah. I don't like that was a great look for this in Fanny War, but I don't need it. Yeah, I think it was definitely it seems like it was definitely for a like specific phase of his character. But generally, I do like the long hair more. Yeah. I also like how they designed the helmet for that fight, how they put Terrific. the wings on it. That yeah. was like the perfect use of it. Exactly, because you see the classic helmet in the first Thor movie, but you never really see it again. So I'm glad they were able to find like a more modern way to to throw that in there. Yeah. Really it was like a super that. small thing. He just like adjusts them. And like, yeah, that's like all the attention they draw to it. And then it's never in the movie again. But yeah, it looks great. And I'm glad you mentioned helmets because something I didn't even notice until my second watch. Loki's using his helmet as a weapon weapon. in the final fight. I thought that was great. Awesome. What a great use of that. They're fucking hooks. Yeah, of course. (laughs) You would would use them as a weapon. It's something I've never thought of. I never was like, oh, a weapon. It's like, no, that's a a hat. (laughs) But I I guess not. He uses two daggers, so he doesn't usually have a hand free. But. I mean, it does make sense that if he's got a hand free, then just fuck it, pull it off your head and just start swinging it. Yeah, I guess so. It. It's just, I, n- I never would have thought of that. Yeah. The villain isn't great, but I don't even... Like, it's I, not even that big of a deal. I enjoy watching her. I like Scourge's last stand where he runs in with the with machine the AK-47. guns. And it looks like the cover of Doom. Like he's standing <laughs> yeah. on everybody and shooting them. That's rad. I love that. Uh, and Carl Urban's just great and everything. I like that he's in, like every nerd thing ever. Yeah. He's so much fun. Uh, everyone's seen The Boys except you. Yep. But it's a great show and he's great in it. Um, he was Judge Dredd, Franny. He was Dredd. That's awesome. Dredd. Good to know. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. No, I, outro I, just. <laughs> all right, bye. <laughs> and he's. They make him the executioner, which is a character from the comics, and he's yeah, usually I, hanging out with the enchantress or whatever. Yeah, I, w- I was curious, so I ended up looking it up, and I kind of looked at, I like skimmed through the Wikipedia article on the executioner. Yeah, they were some of the first like villains in the first Avengers comics, which is what I remember them from mostly because I, I think I still have it. So like, the first real paperback comics I ever got were like the first ten issues of the Avengers, and there and that. So it's just a terrific movie. I think it's everyone's. Like it's up there with everybody. It's not my number one favorite, but it's so it's, high. Up it's there. in like the top five. Oh, like my God, it is yeah. absolutely one of the best. It's uh, yeah, it's definitely one of the best. And I'm actually really sad that we won't get to talk about the 2017 movies anymore because they're great, and we have lots of fun stuff coming up. But God, this this year was a real refresher after everything. Right, we'll start with Noah. Yeah, this is one of the ones I absolutely love if I view it in a standalone vacuum, but I like it a little less when I view it in context with the rest of the MCU. Gabe, I hear you sighing. Stop it right now. (laughs) I think the setup at the end is a little bit of a disjointed letdown when you know what happens in Infinity War. Put a pin in that. Talk about that in a second. (laughs) But all of that aside, this is a super hilarious and incredible film. Without a doubt, the funniest MCU movie for me and probably most people. I appreciate how dark it can get at times while still remaining hilarious. But anyway, back to the negative. Bruce Banner sucks in this, and I hate Mark Ruffalo's performance. (laughs) I don't know what weird choices he was making, but they were all the wrong ones, that's for sure. But it's not enough to ruin the film or anything. Still an amazing time. Always be happy to chuck this on if I'm in an MCU mood. Okay. Taking that pin out. Because. Awful take. (laughs) The idea, look. It's fine. It's mostly positive. Yeah. That's fine. Um, no, I mean about the, the the Hulk thing. Yeah, no, the Infinity War thing, just in general. Right, that's <laughs> that's one of the stupidest arguments people like to bring up about this movie. The idea that 
the whole third act is about saving Asgard, getting all of Asgard onto a ship, all these people. Asgard isn't a place, it's a people. Again, that incredible moment where he embraces his inner power after talking with his father. I love the were you Thor God of Hammers line. Like it's great because <laughs> yeah. you think about it, it's like, no, it was never the hammer, was it? Like it yeah. was like you. He just never you, realized it. You never embraced it before, and then he does embrace it and he's incredible. You see that to greater extent in Infinity War, obviously, and maybe even greater extent in Endgame. Uh, I think greater extent in Infinity War. That's <laughs> yeah. probably his shining moment in this yeah. entire his, his moment was definitely in Infinity War. Yeah, he's great in Endgame, but yeah. that's a different thing. Uh, but yeah, I love I love that whole thing. He loses his eye, which mm-hmm. we didn't talk about, and then they give him a new eye like so soon, which is a thing I don't like. Yeah, so I, I, I like the eye patch. That's I don't a know. great look. Yeah. But whatever, I guess. But I mean, I guess the, the eye patch is kind of associated with like the short hair. So like I guess so, but he has short hair that whole movie. Get Rocket yeah. can give him the eye at the start of Endgame or something. Oh shit, he does get it in Infinity War. Yeah, he gets yeah. it the second he shows up on that show. That's right. Yeah, that uh, sucks. Yeah, it's not. That's not a thing I love in that movie. I love most of that movie, but that's definitely one of those little moments where it's like, oh, you could have kept yeah. that. You could have kept it a little longer at least. I maybe the, I think the eye patch is also supposed to be more like his connection to his dad than anything. Mm-hmm. But. The reason the whole Asgard thing is great in this is that you have the Asgard's not a place, it's a people, so he gets all the people out, he realizes, okay, we have to destroy Asgard, we gotta destroy my home, it's that way I can save everybody. Surtur shows up, he wrecks everything, you get Big Monster, which is another big one. Big Monster. <laughs> big Monster, another one of the greatest <laughs> lines in the movie. He gets everybody out, Heimdall gets out, everybody gets out, Hela dies or whatever. And a day is saved, and then it's immediately not saved. But that's the point. For one, Asgard in the Thor movies, unfortunately, it's never been much of a character. Nobody there is anything. Yeah, is anyone sad to see Asgard go? They're just... Probably not. It's just, yeah. (laughs) It's just like the kingdom and the people we know, and then just peasants who are nobody. It's just the place that Thor's from. Exactly. that's, That's all... It's just... I don't have a connection with yeah, Asgard. Yeah, there's been, like, we've seen, like, part of, like, the peasant area and the castle that Thor lives in. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And maybe, like, the Bifrost and, like, the bridge. Mm. But that, like, barely counts. No, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But So that's one thing. It's like, on one level, we don't need to go back to Asgard because we don't really care about Asgard. And we even saw Asgard again in Endgame and, you know great but it's not that interesting environment compared to all the other environments we have so fuck it off that's fine we don't need it and second point the in cinema point is that the whole thing is thor needs to feel as desperate at the start of infinity war as he possibly can so he spends so much time he has one of his greatest battles getting everybody onto the ship he has all these hero moments, and he gets everybody out of there, and he wins, and then instantly he doesn't win because he's crushed by something that's more powerful than he is. And then he has that whole speech in Infinity War about how he's lost everything, how he lost his brother and his sister and his mom and his dad and everything we've <laughs> ever seen and his best friend, and like as everything is wrecked for him. So, of course, that's going to happen. It's brilliant that they had the balls to end this movie, the whole third act of saving Asgard, and the first thing that happens the next time we see these characters is everyone has died. Yeah, it's incredible that they had the balls to literally exterminate all of Asgard in the first place. Yeah, right. And also, I, I just don't understand the argument because, like, are you just not allowed to set up for character arcs? 
Yeah. Like, it's just, they get rid of Asgard because, for one, those are all just random characters that are, like, just faceless characters. They don't have names. So it doesn't matter that all of them die. They're just there to set up for Thor's arc through all of Infinity War. Yeah. Why is that a bad thing? Like, I, f- I get that it's cruel. Like, yeah, it's, it really sucks for Thor. That's the point, But though. that's the point. It's to set up for a character arc. <laughs> right, yeah. Man, I don't like how this Darth Vader guy is being really mean to everybody. That makes me sad. This movie sucks. <laughs> you can't say like, that it, about dramatic tension. It I, is just, like, an illogical argument. <laughs> I think maybe the thing is people think, well, why should I care at the end? Like... I think it's more people going back to Ragnarok after Infinity War, and they're like, why should I care about them saving the Asgardians if they're just going to die ten minutes later? Well, that's not the point. That's not the point. It doesn't <laughs> ruin it because you know that it's all for nothing. That makes it more tragic, yeah. if anything. There's like... that level of tragedy. And if you want to just watch Thor Ragnarok and remove it from Infinity War, you can, and it's a happy ending. But if you take it with the context of Infinity War, it's insanely tragic. Yeah, I feel like, if anything, people that like say that like it's bad just don't understand the point of it happening in the first place right yeah the point of it wasn't for him to save all the asgardians again the point of it was to set up for her the arc he goes through in the next movie because they knew there was going to be another movie after <laughs> yeah uh that's yeah, how it works i don't, I don't know that's yeah, yeah that's i mean how we feel you're more than welcome to still not like it I mean, whatever, but... Yeah. Adam... I'm gonna fuck his last name up. Palestides? I'm not sure. I think more than anything, this film signified the biggest tonal shift in the MCU away from the more grounded stories we've been seeing as we transition into the more Kirby-esque side of things. Yes, we had Doctor Strange, which was full of great visuals and cosmic madness, but Thor was a known quantity that the viewers were familiar with, and seeing that step change change with him helped steer the MCU into what we will see through Phase 4. I also adored the introduction of Valkyrie and the Grandmaster, truly the role Jeff Goldblum was born to play, and let's take a moment to acknowledge the amazing marketing campaign and the shorts that, uh, and the shorts with the Team Thor. I forgot about the shorts. Which I came love out those. Post of War and the Tale of Daryl, one of the Grandmaster remains one of the funniest things the MCU has ever produced. Yeah, all of those are fantastic. I'm sure everyone knows about those. God, I need to go back and watch those. I remember loving those so much when Surely I first saw them. Surely those can't be canon. Was Thor on Earth during Civil War? There's no way. Uh, absolutely not. There's no way. It can't be canon, but I love he them. Was, he explains in the beginning. He was off looking for yeah, the Infinity Stones. Exactly, he couldn't yeah. have been on Earth. He couldn't have been on Earth, but I still love those. Or, well, when was the last time we saw him? It, Age, Age of Ultron? Ultron. But remember, he went in the bath and had a freak out. That's yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, those definitely. There's no time yeah, there's no way in between. Yeah, because we see, he goes to look for Infinity yeah. Stones, and that's where we find him. So I'm no. still glad those exist. Though. Oh, they're great. See, that's like what Taika does in those. That's basically what we do in the shadows. But if instead of Thor, it was vampires. It's just like these vampires who live together, and they're just guys, but they have all this weird vampire shit happen to them, and it's fantastic. There's a little reference to that when. Uh, Korg's showing him the big fork and he's like this would only be good for three vampires huddled close together or whatever so yeah. <laughs> that's fun because yeah that's a fucking terrific movie he also says okay well this is against our opinion but in a more positive way than we feel and can we take a moment to talk about Kate Blanchett as Hela I'm just mad that it's unlikely we will ever see her again she'd make for a fun recurring antagonist same with Ultron can you imagine them quipping together I'm glad people enjoy that character I feel like she could have been good if she was recurring. Mm-hmm. 
like I feel like they just didn't develop her very much. It was kind of no, just they, so they kind of just threw out her backstory. That was about it. And I like her backstory. Yeah, her backstory's interesting, but there's not much to her. <laughs> I feel like I have a hard time connecting with Kate Blanchett in a lot of movies. I've always felt that way, which is mean, but I just, I don't know. She's not one of my, my homies like a lot of other <laughs> people are, I feel. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like performance-wise, she does a fine job. She's totally fine, yeah. Like, it's totally not her. I think it's just the character is just not that interesting to me. It is a very silly villain, though. Like, it's very <laughs> hammy when you think about it. Yeah, Thor's uh, sister, the goddess of death. Right, yeah. Comes back after fucking Odin turns into a bunch of pixels. <laughs> yeah, you turned into dust To become the queen else. of Asgard and take over the universe. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, oh. Nine realms weren't enough. <laughs> earlier, we alluded to the second great use of the Bifrost. I love a, an action sequence inside of that. Like this yeah. thing we've known for all these movies. Great idea. Like it's very brief. It's like a 40 second scene, yeah. but it's great. getting knocked out of the Bifrost. Yeah. And then you're just, you just end up anywhere mm-hmm. on a fucking trash planet with Jeff Goldblum. That's great. That's where yeah, I want to be. It's great. Yeah. I don't know how he was playing pure imagination from Willy Wonka in that scene though. Yeah. He must have found that on earth. Yeah. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, it's a weird choice. Yeah, I, like I was like trying to think if it was coming from somewhere else, like no. from inside my house or something. And I was, I was watching it in the morning, and I was like, nobody else is awake. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. then I realized it was coming from the movie. It's the movie, man. <laughs> Which I get it because it's like a a trip out song, and you have the boat scene in Willy Wonka, which is similar to this, where it's just going through a dark room, weird yeah. shit's going on. It's just weird that he would have that song. I also I can't remember what movie, but I feel like another movie that same year used the exact same song. Uh, maybe that's not true, but I, f- I remember in the theater being like, is this the same as this other movie? But I can't remember what that movie was. So <laughs> When did Ready Player it. One come out? <laughs> the next year, but they oh, okay. definitely did that. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah, maybe it was retroactive. That, that's, what I, that's what I thought of. That's so weird that you remember that, that movie uses that song. Yeah, I don't know why I remember that. And movie. I don't even think it's in the movie. I think it's literally like in, in the trailer, trailers or maybe. something. Maybe, yeah. Well, that yeah, trailer would have been know. out around the same time as this God, movie. God, I can't so. believe they're turning the second book into a movie. Ah, uh, what? Yeah, they're making another one. And the, 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 the writer of those books has already confirmed that he's writing a third book now, and they're already working on making it into another movie. So there's going to be two more. Do you know about the second book? Yeah. They're turning it into a movie. And there's going to be another one, Ready Player 3. If you think the second book doesn't have a title that makes sense, they're making a third one. You don't relate to him at all? Mm-mm. Not at all. You don't feel any connection to to the, the epic main character that spouts quotes Parsifal. and loves pop culture? Parzival, yeah. No, I don't. Um, i no longer want to be alive um, (laughs) anyway do we have anything else to say about thor ragnarok uh, (laughs) ending uh, the episode on a very depressing note the fact that ready player one is a gonna be a series of movies he dresses up like (laughs) buckaroo bonsai and dances to fucking staying alive while riding the iron giant against mechagodzilla franny i can't is that not your dream movie no that's with the with the Ninja Turtles what about and the Overwatch Ninja characters, characters? Oh, and fucking whatever Everybody's else is in that movie, right, he flies the DeLorean doesn't around. the Iron Giant do yeah. the fucking Terminator thing? Yeah, he puts the thumb up. 
Yeah, the race in the Batmobile and the, and the DeLorean. Yeah, I'm being assaulted on all senses. The start of the movie, they say you can go rock climbing with Batman, and then they show it. And they yeah. go to Minecraft. There's a chest burster. Yeah, <laughs> Chucky shows up. Yep, sure does. Master Chief. Isn't that your favorite movie? No, Brandon, that might be my <laughs> least favorite movie, and you know that. Uh, we're, anyway, we're gonna have to. <laughs> we're gonna. I'm gonna no. make you watch it again next time I come over. No, we're, we're watching Ready Player. You know what? We're fucking, gonna see Ready Player Two together fucking, in the theater when it comes out first day. I had an absolute aneurysm watching that first one. This year. <laughs> I had a great time, but goddamn. Anyway, um, <laughs> you can find unless I kill myself. You can find us on Instagram <laughs> at Marvel Movie Pod. You can email us at Marvel Movie Pod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at Flipdag. Franny is not on social media because he will be dead after this podcast stops recording. And if he keeps talking about Ready Player Two, I'm gonna fucking kill him, and I'm gonna kill myself. No, you gotta start getting excited for Ready Player Three. Oh yeah, you're right. I should already be prepping yeah. for Ready Player Three. Should and I read the, the book? inevitable Ready Player Four. God, doesn't make sense. <laughs> Literally, none of those titles make sense I except can't. for the first one. I can't do this. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Hope- Wash your hands. Oh. Get vaccinated. Franny, you need to get vaccinated. I, yep. It's not hard. You it it really isn't. Do it. You should do it, Franny. I should, you but should for now, I will be a hypocrite and tell other people to get vaccinated before me. Don't make sure he gets vaccinated. Oh, I was going <laughs> I, I think you're gonna inject me with something else. I'm like, yeah. Oh, after this, you're gonna <laughs> fuck it for sure. I was gonna mention this. That's why I have a reminder on my phone that says Sharon Stone right now. I was gonna. <laughs> okay. I had a, a crude realization this morning uh, about our Catwoman episode. That movie stars Halle Berry uh-huh. and Sharon Stone, uh-huh. and I had completely fucking forgotten that one of Halle Berry's first acting roles was in the Flintstones movie. That is true. Where she played a character named Sharon Stone, because Stone, like, rock, like, Wait a minute. Man. And I totally- Is that real? Yes. I, I totally, remember her being in that movie, but I did not remember the name of that character. I totally forgot about that, and I didn't bring it up, and I realized it this morning. So there you go. Okay, we gotta. Next time I come over, we gotta watch Ready Player One oh my and God. both of the Flintstones movies. Viva <laughs> Rock Vegas. Yeah, there's two of them, right? There's two of them. There's yeah, we, Flintstones. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta watch those three. Sometimes I feel like. Do you not I love John Goodman as Fred Flintstone? Sometimes I feel like I wanna go into <laughs> the city of bedrock. <laughs> City of Cavemen. <laughs> I'd be a Flintstone. I'll tell you why. <laughs> That's how we're ending the episode. You gotta play us out with with that. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, I see you next week. <laughs> okay, bye. Sorry, I'm so sorry, everybody. Ready Player Two threw me for a loop. Okay, bye. <laughs> I was just talking to him just a couple of minutes ago, and he was totally ready to kill any of us. He did try to kill me. Yes, me too, on many, many occasions. There was one time when we were children, he, he transformed himself into a snake, and he knows that I love snakes. So I went to pick up the snake to admire it, and he transformed back into himself, and he was like, yeah, it's me, and he stabbed me. We were eight at the time. <laughs>